Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Generation X proudly brings to you the tag team champions of the world, the road dog, Jesse James, the badass Billy Gunn, the new age outlaws. Let's say this right now. Um, if he knows of our existence, I just... Uh, the other part of me hopes that Triple H doesn't call us a pin ass or uh, sorry about that uh, piss ant podcast. There we go. That's what, that's what we call it AEW. He better not call us a piss ant podcast. That would piss me off. You've been my wrestling hero for all this time. You want to call us a piss ant podcast. Hey, man, look, uh, we speak the truth. We don't be lying. We don't make shit up. Okay. Oh, who did that? Who called us that? They didn't. Yeah, you got you know you gotta uh, you gotta focus, man. You used to worried about being uh cat daddy old man Logan over there. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I added to you there. That's why I said I said cat daddy. Ah, let me tell you about hard times. Let me tell you about these hard times. Let me tell you about these hard times, daddy. Okay, hard <laughs> times. You understand? Okay, look here, baby. You're dealing with the, the legend. Okay, that's the rules, baby. Okay. There's no better. There's no other. This is the best Dusty Rose impression I've ever heard in the history of Dusty Rose impressions. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you, first of all, let me tell you how much swag to do that. How you got swag and polka dots? Easy swag, too. It wasn't like force or anything like that. You seem up to be in the most charismatic wrestler in polka dots. That's all I got, man. Nancy Kennedy. Calvin Kennedy. Mr. Calvin Kennedy. Kennedy! 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 You tell how much an egomaniac Calvin is. This dude had somebody call himself Mr. Kennedy off his, off, his, off his middle name. Big Daddy V, which I'm sure he thought he was when he was out there wearing that do-rag, that purple, that light purple do-rag. Mr. Brown. Calvin out there in a light purple do-rag. Let that sink in for y'all. Let me let me be let me be perfectly clear for you because I got something that I've been watching a lot of wrestling this week and I watched another podcast which we're gonna shout out Gorilla Podcast their emblem will come up or whatever on the video um, and they asked Becky and Seth Rollins a question about WWE creative and Becky went in she literally was like yo um, we know we want to say we know how you want to say we know why we don't like this person just let us be. And then Seth was politically correct. He was like, well, you know, there's some people who are take us one type thing. You get some things and some things you can take, some things you can't, so you gotta deal with it. But Seth exclusively said the following. He said, trust me guys, Vince has nothing to do with it. In terms of creating, he said, Vince has nothing to do with it. Has to do with the writers or anything. Now, Company man. That's the, now that's what I was thinking, I was like, Brown knows me. There's a guy right there, whatever. Then I thought about it. <laughs> then I thought about it. Do you guys remember years ago when that job poster came out for like writers? Mm-hmm. Stanford, and we were trying to get KG to go to, <laughs> to fix everything. We we're like, KG, just go to Connecticut, bro. Just change, change everything, bro. Just fix everything, bro. That type of thing. I'm starting to actually realize and really think it through that. Republicans buy shoes too. 
That too. But I, <laughs> I'm, I'm really starting to think that that this this whole thing that we have with Calvin is something different. I think with I think it's something different with Calvin. I think I think Calvin's involved, but not as involved as we think he's involved. But he's still fucking involved. So I still have a problem with Calvin. But you know. I digress. I digress. I, I think I think I'm gonna try in this episode to ease it fuck out. So he won't be your golden shovel, is what you're saying? Oh hell no, he will not be my golden shovel. Ah. Possibly, yeah. possibly. Wait, I'll take it back. Possibly. See how the episode. We'll see how the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll see how we feel thirty minutes. In. Absolutely. So, but before we get started, I just want to shout out. Let me go to the message. Um, we had a promotion, wrestling promotion, reach out to us a couple of days ago, Revive Pro Wrestling. So I just want to give them some greetings and salutations. Thank you guys for DMing us and wanting to, you know, collaborate in, in some sort of fashion, maybe get some interviews done, uh, promote the, uh, you know what I'm saying, wrestling promotion on the, on the show some kind of way, maybe some merchandise, uh, 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 you know, some something to that extent. So uh, just want to shout you guys out. Follow them on IG at Revive Pro, all together, R-E-V-I-V-E Pro. And uh, yeah, man, they're following us. We're following them and hopefully more to come uh, from this. But uh, what, what's blossoming relationship? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the Hot Take Podcast is basically like Canada in some parts of Canada. You know, the door is always unlocked. So you have it. Yeah. So Leon Ruff. You quit. You quit it with avoiding us. Don't do that. Stop that. Stop. Stop. Happy, no, just happy Stop. birthday to the boy. You know what I'm saying? He just He's 25. I feel old, man. Sheesh. First off, his match with Swerve was actually awesome. I think that that whole rivalry is actually butting into something awesome that I hope does not get overshadowed by some silly shit. So, yeah. Hashtag go Swerve. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, bro. I've been messing with Swerve since he first got the chance with uh, Santos Escobar. And I thought he was deserving of still having that bribery, but they didn't go with it. I was like, yo, yo, um, hey, we should definitely, you know, explore this actual rivalry, but we'll see how it goes because Santos Escobar. It was actually legit, and I'm gonna keep saying his name like that. And I'm never gonna stop saying it like that ever. I'm telling you this right now. The best thing to happen, Daniel Bryan and Swerve. The best thing to happen to Washington since they lost Super Science. <laughs> I have no response to you, KP. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing here. Nothing here. It hits a certain way. Armando Alejandro. <laughs> he was Ricardo Rodriguez before he was Ricardo Rodriguez. Let me tell you this right now about Ricardo Rodriguez. I, I'm just, I just want to know who wrote that promo for him. He was like the Mexican <laughs> people need a hero they can look up to and introduce RVD. Like, I don't think that man got no Mexican <laughs> heritage in him. I don't think. I could be wrong. You never know. I mean, so RVD's girlfriend is Mexican, right? I have no idea. Who? Uh, RVD's who girlfriend? Oh, the, the chick that twerks all the time? Yeah. I think so. 
I think so. I, I mean, I'm not trying to be racist here. If she isn't, I'm, I apologize just in advance. But I, I, I thought that I thought she was Hispanic of some sort of Hispanic descent. I'm on it, bro. I'm going to look up right now. Probably, while he's doing that, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's let's transition to some highlights from uh, WrestleMania. You know what? I'm I have a grudge right now. You know, uh, I'm trying to make up this podcast. You know, I, I was the opposite in terms of predictions. Night one, I was on fire. Night two, I was like, I'm trying to make a comeback, though. You know what? I'm 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 taking offense to this of this night two stuff. But creative changes happen. I'm more offended at night two than I'm trying to prove a point. This podcast episode, I'm trying to prove a point like Miz when when John Cena said he was shooting blanks. All of a sudden, Maurice was knocked up twice. Those faces. Uh, anyway, that's not here nor there, too. Let's pick a highlights from WrestleMania for you, sir. Oh, man. Uh, highlight uh, night one. Night one, have to give that kudos and highlight two. One, Bianca Belair and one, Sasha Banks. Um, changing of the guard, uh, passing of the torch, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was a great moment. We got two. African-American women, main eventing, WrestleMania, and they brought it. You know, they 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 had the little, you know, moment in the beginning where they both was like, oh, I got to suck it up, got to suck it up. But it was awesome because, you know, this that was a first, a very first. They are now in the history books. If they don't do, if they didn't wrestle tomorrow, they're in the history books now permanently for having that moment, having that match. But, you know, not only was it a moment, but like I said, they brought it in the ring. It was a great match, uh, great back and forth. Um, Sasha did her best uh, HBK and making sure uh, Bianca got over. And uh, Bianca brought it, especially that last uh, part of the match with the, with the whipping of the hair. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, Joe, wake up. Why you wake up? Why are you looking like that in such a, a joyous moment I'm talking about? Because I'm looking up uh, if Katie Forbes is Latina or not. That's what I was doing. Ah, ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm like, I'm like, am I boring you? No, no, no. I'm looking. I'm doing what I thought. I'm looking it up. By the way, names on the throttle. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. So yeah, so to just put a button on it, man. Um, I'm definitely gonna give that moment that highlight for me, and I think for a lot of other people as well. Uh, for night one, uh, to Bianca and Sasha. Uh, while I agree with the sentiments, I'm going to go the uh, in another direction. Uh, I, I showed my love to the ladies, as if anyone follows the internet page on IG, uh, you know, they were co-wrestlers the week last year for me. So you've gotten plenty of praise from me. If you if you don't know what I said, please check the IG page. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Cesaro. Um, it's finally a guy that hasn't won a singles championship in almost 10 years. He finally gets his first singles match at WrestleMania and he beats a Grand Slam champion in Seth Rollins, a guy that's had numerous WrestleMania moments uh, from cash, from being the only person in the history of WrestleMania to cash and money in the bank uh, to being Triple H another year at WrestleMania to being Brock Lesnar uh, and then Cesaro, you know, what? He, he finally gets, it looks like they're going to finally push the guy. Um, Outside of his victory over Daniel Bryan, this is arguably the biggest moment in Cesaro's career. Uh, I just hope they actually do something with Cesaro going forward from this. And it looks like we'll get into SmackDown later. It looks like they might finally hit the trigger on it. Uh, Joey, just a highlight from night one you want to talk about? Um, for me, night one was, I thought it was a good start to WrestleMania. I actually thought it was a very underrated start because I think people didn't anticipate the conditions that WWE had to, had to go through. And especially with 
what um, they had to endure with the rain delay, um, having the ring now be wet, um, having the anticipation of the first crowd being there. I thought night one was actually very good. Um, I gave it a three out of five stars. I did argue with one of my cohorts, uh, Mr. Old Man Logan, about uh, night one. Uh, but, you know, mm. Logan Meltzer was <laughs> in the building that night. He was, he was in the building. He was not letting up. Um, I think my favorite night from night one was a mix of Cesaro, um, but also uh, Bad Bunny, night one. Yo, out of all the celebrity wrestlers, and that's including the fucking Green Arrow, a Bunny Destroyer on the outside as part of the ring. By the way, shouts out to Johnny Mundo. Okay, John Morrison now, but hey, to be on the receiving end of a Canadian destroyer by Bad Bunny is pretty fucking epic to be like, I'm just gonna do it. I'm good. I I'll take that. Cause he needs to be on a championship run right now. Him taking a a, a, a bump like that for Bad Bunny is fucking awesome. John Morrison's the king. He's awesome. But Bad Bunny's Bunny Destroyer was a highlight of my night. I did enjoy the women. I got a little teary eyed, you know what I'm saying? Bianca get all emotional and everything else. It's all right. I actually cheered Sasha, which I don't think a lot of people understand that I have a love-hate relationship with Sasha, but I, I cheered Sasha. I think she's great. Um, Drew was, Drew and Bobby was actually a very underrated match for what it was. They kicked it off and they did pretty well. Cesaro and Seth Rollins, even though it did not get the time it deserved, was a good match. Um, the tag team turmoil match was stupid. It was dumb. Uh, it was remedial at best, so. There we go. Okay. I'm just gonna say this right now uh, before I move on. Uh, real, real thugs don't cry, nor do they sing hooks on the rap track. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, with that being said, we're gonna move on to night two of WrestleMania. I'll, I'll take the lead on this. Um, I'll, I'll say there's a couple highlights from night two. Um, Stand out matches. I didn't think Sheamus and Riddle were gonna get the amount of time they had. I'm not happy about the outcome but it was a hell of a match and then the triple threat with uh for the university championship with tribal chief home range db and edge uh i would have for once the only criticism i'll say with this i would have for once because with the triple threat you already have since they've already established that this is anything goes type thing i would have loved if james would just stay out of it that's my only knock on it and that's not a big knock on it it's just i would have loved if he was gone from that match uh Completely. Like you could have accompanied Roman. I didn't need to see you involved in the match, though. Or they could have just took him out of the equation early and left him out of the equation. Like I didn't need to see him come back in the match because he got taken out and then he came back. Because I thought there was Jimmy at first. I was like, oh, Jimmy back. Right. <laughs> I got excited. I'm like, Jimmy, like, let's go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's just, it's just Maynard than Jay. Anyway, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> Joe is high from night hey, two. Touch on. Hey, look, look. <laughs> Everybody in the rest of the world, stop calling that man main event J, bro. <laughs> we got to stop. Stop giving people. Listen, I will give this man his flowers right now. I know we do like the whole like two or three move thing when we make fun of him, but he could, hey, he is an amazing wrestler. He is an amazing performer. No, you make fun of him. I don't say nothing. The baddest move. 
I don't make, I take the number, bro. I don't make fun of his moves. I'm just saying to be main event, bro, you got to have more. Okay, see, we're not going to do this. See how you sorry? I try to give him flowers. I'm not, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't personally make fun of his move and the number of moves that he had. You said he had like three or four moves or something like that. He really does, but that's not a here nor there. See? That's y'all. That ain't me. Look, listen. That's because that's because you trying to. That's because that's because you've been like a Roman fan from day one. You trying to stay on this good side. You trying to. You try. You trying to get the. Uh, you trying to get the picture with Roman Reigns, like all these youngins out here getting their pictures with Triple H. That's neither here nor there. Again, let's go back to Joe. Sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> oh look! So oh, look! So oh, look! Listen, I'll say this. I will say this about Jay Uso. Roman's run would not be as big of a deal as it was if he didn't have those two matches with Jay Uso. That's a fact. That's a fact. You can't put nobody else in those matches. Without 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 Jay in those matches, it's nothing. It's trash. It's 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 shit. It's not the same thing. I am not calling him main event Jay Uso for that though, bro. But even though look, okay, all right, fuck it. I'm calling him main event Jay Uso because over the past five or six months, he hasn't had a bad match. It's all been like good matches. Very good. Good or very good. Very solid. That's why I'll give him the moniker. Very good, Jey Uso. Solid, Jey Uso. Hell yeah, Jey Uso. But I'm not giving the main event, Jey Uso. Cause I mean, cause come on, bro. Like, okay, are you gonna uh, just just show hands? Who's gonna flock to see Jey Uso wrestle anybody? Like anybody? Like if he was like Jey Uso versus Kenny Omega? Hey, they might mess around have a good match. I know they're gonna have a good match, but you're not gonna run to see it. Like you're not. Listen, this is this is the way that I compare Jey Uso. Okay, who remembers the match with Macho Man versus um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Who we all, remember? Yeah, it's, we all. It's one of his classic matches. We all see. We all see that match, right? Right. Okay. Now, have we been like I'm going down the rabbit hole? And I'm gonna watch all of Ricky Dragon Steamboat's matches. I ain't burying no, Ricky. I, no, I'm not burying Ricky. It's not a, it's not a knock. He's totally burying Ricky. No, I'm not, bro. While it's, trying to make this point. Appeal. It's about the appeal. Bro, he had a classic match with Macho Man Randy Savage. He had a classic match with Ric Flair. Why he not a main event player? Because it's about outside the- of that, outside of those two matches, though, how many other like you know, to play devil's advocate here, how many other like main event matches did, did Ricky have? I'm sure you see Ricky had a collection of matches. I don't think we're going to go down this rabbit hole. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying in terms of relevance. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you uh, right now. The Macho Rick, Man and Ric Flair ones are the ones that always get brought up. But like, what's some of the others? He got he had great matches with Austin. He had great matches with Chris Benoit. Well, I, think, I think one or two with Chris Benoit. In WCW? Yeah, but he had great matches. But that's my point. It's the appeal. Like, if we're saying that main event Jay is like supposed to be a main event player, we're lying to ourselves. Ricky should have got that spot. Ricky the Dragon Steebo is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And you can't tell me he's not. Because every match he's been in, he's had a solid match. But that's the same thing with Jay Uso. Every match that Jay is in, he has a solid match. He's a good wrestler. He's really good. But you're not mm-hmm. clamoring to see Ricky the Dragon Steebo. You're not clamoring to go see Jay, Jay Uso because it's about the appeal. You'll watch the other guy they're facing because you'll know it'll be a good match with the other guy. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's not a knock. It's just it's a fact. That's how wrestling is. It's just like when the Bulls suck and you love the Bulls, 
you'll go watch the Warriors play because you want to see Steph, Clay, Draymond, and KD at the time or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you don't love the Bulls anymore. It's just you want to see the main event. It's the Warriors. I just, I just wouldn't say, I would say James was Alex, right? <laughs> that is a knock. That is a knock. That is a knock right there. That is a knock. No one's going to say anything about, okay, all right. That's fucked up. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't call him, I just wouldn't compare him to Ricky Steen, but I hear what you're saying, but like, Jay Uso, if you like, I get the whole not claiming to see him thing too, but like, the only thing is what you're saying makes sense is just like, Ricky Steamboat definitely didn't have four more. <laughs> just the only problem. I hear what you're saying, though. Like, in terms of the clamoring to see him thing, once you made your point, I got that. So I'm not debating that. That's just, that's why I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say Ricky Steamboat, though. Look, listen, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had at least five or seven moves, okay? Ricky Steamboat, Joe. Yeah, I'm going to say Ricky Steamboat. That's a, that's, that's like Ricky. Yeah, I'm using us, I'm going to compare another sport real quick. We, I know we touch on basketball a lot here. Sorry, this isn't the basketball slash wrestling podcast. Ricky Steamboat probably like Dwayne Wade in his prime or something. <laughs> Where you would rank him. Yeah. I, like J. U- I wouldn't rank Jay Uso. I would say Jay Uso is like, that's why I said like the whole Alex Wright. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> you ain't putting. You ain't put Jay Uso on the top hundred. <laughs> Jay Uso, Jay Uso, but he's, he's like, he like in his thirties, right? Jay Uso in his thirties, right? Yeah. Throw, throw not, the Jay on, Uso. Come on, bro. Listen. Throw the Jay Uso interview out the window, bro. Jay Uso is in his thirties, bro. He is not one of these like old dudes. That's like that's all he got. Jay Uso got more in the tank. Okay, he's Jay Uso. He got a little bit more. He got, he got a little bit more left in the tank. <laughs> Jay, but Jay Uso, gotta, Jay Uso still has his gear, bro. Like, listen, look. Listen. This man is out here in white Air Force Ones every week. <laughs> Jay Uso. Jay <laughs> For the record. For the record. Jay Uso. Listen. Okay, Rikishi, when he was with the head shrinkers, or whatever, we were like, okay, you know, that's solid. <laughs> then he became that, like, weird Sultan guy all over. And then he came back as Rikishi. And he was killing. That could be Jay. Like that could be. You, let me tell you how messed up. As much as a wrestler mark I am, like let me tell you how messed up this is. Like this zoo got over by putting his ass in the face of heels. I think let that sink in. And then with that being said, while that sinks in, we're gonna move on to Tim. Tim, what's the highlight for night two? Oh, for me, man. Like <laughs> I, I, I think you'd be remiss if you said anything other than the main event match. Uh, the main event match was great, man. Uh, I'll be honest. I was sitting there watching night two, and I just kind of was like. This is a, 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 a raw super show. This isn't WrestleMania worthy. Um, and that's no disrespect to the wrestlers. It's just, it was too much weird stuff going on. The match with The Fiend and Randy Orton, that finish made zero sense. Uh, you know, you had a lot of uh, title changes that took place. The Sheamus and Riddle match was great, but I, I to be honest, like KG said, I agree with him. I, I, I don't know why you changed titles that quickly. Riddle was getting over with it. It didn't make any sense to take it off of him. The match truly just should have been a hard-hitting match and and put Riddle kind of on the same level as Drew McIntyre to say, hey, look, because Drew McIntyre just had a you know a couple of solid, great matches with uh, Sheamus. So that would have just rose his stock a little bit if he would have got the W in that match, but whatever. But uh, back to my highlight, main event, Edge, Daniel Bryan, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, it was just, you know, 
at first I wasn't too crazy about Edge choosing Roman. I mm-hmm. thought him and Drew, while they kind of would have been like the cliche definitive move everybody thought, and you could have just had a straight up one on one with Daniel Bryan and um and Roman. Uh this ended up being way better than I expected it to be. Um, like you said, it would have kind of been cool if we would have saw Jimmy come out and helped Roman as opposed to Jay coming back. So I guess Jimmy not ready 100% just yet to come back. But uh, it would have been good to see uh, that take place uh, as opposed to Jay just returning to the match after getting uh, thrown out. Of, what did he get thrown out of? What? Oh, it was that. No, he just got, they got like fake injury. Out. Yeah, fake injury angle. Um, you know, so, but yeah, man, but other than that, I think that match saved WrestleMania, you know, no pun intended, but I legit feel like that main event is the most, uh, 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 exciting and, and, and piece of work from night two that, uh, you know, you should, it's, it's, it's must see. Um, what? for me, night two was underwhelming in terms of the women's match with, Was underwhelming because of the Oscar Rhea Ripley match. Cause I thought that match was gonna be fire. And no builder. It was good though. It was good. Like don't get me wrong, it was it was good. Could have been better though. Hell yeah. But I think that's the wrong Oscar. If we're doing like Oscar NXT Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, oh that's a match I want to see all day every day. But I think the expectations, like our expectation as Wrestling, I want to say connoisseurs because we really watched a lot of wrestling with WrestleMania is on a very skewed vision of it because we're obviously going to feel better. I thought the main event was awesome. I thought the main event from that night two was really, really fucking good. And I, and I really think that Edge and DB had a lot to do with that. Like, I love Roman Reigns. I love Roman Reigns. But I know they talked to him and was like, you be the asshole. You be the badass. We'll take care of everything else. Because... Some of those I things. I think that's accurate. Yeah, because some of those things, for example, the crippler crossface with the yes lock and them headbutting each other together. That's genius. That's brilliant. And only those two guys can come up with that type of thing. Because those are guys, those are guys that in ring work, they have that thing that Triple H has, that knack to be able to find spots that are memorable. And they're really good with that type of stuff. And they can help navigate other people to really be good at that, which is kind of why. I think that 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 match went over so well. The match with the Fiend and, and uh, Randy Orton was really confusing. Uh, the the taxi match with the, ta- the, the taxi match with the, for the women's taxi championship was stupid, dumb. The other way, other way around it. Like I don't even know why you have Natty and. Tamita competing for these matches when they're almost past their prime. Uh, almost. Um, don't get me started on that shit. Don't, I don't need <laughs> no, no disrespect to them, but. No, full disrespect. Listen, look, listen. WWE has a problem with this big guy thing where they push these big guys and they're not ready for the big time. They're not ready for it. They're not ready for that type of thing. I don't think almost moved more than when he sprinted 
back and forth. And like I said before, when I, when I text you, he looks athletic. He looks athletic. And I rewatched it to make sure that I wasn't tweaking. And I was tweaking. I was wrong about that match. I was tweaking. My bad, bro. I'm sorry. That match was not as good as I thought it was. And I think it was just because the first part of it with like them bringing back the unicorn stomp, them having them old nostalgic memories and shit and everything else, like that shit kind of brought me back and everything else. Also, Apollo Crews getting over on Big E in his hometown is just a traveling schmockery. I don't care if you're going to start pushing him towards the title for Roman. That is bullshit. Like that. And then bringing back, bringing back the. Is he even African? Yeah, is he, he African? Is. He's African. How African is he? How African is this guy? Like, how. His, his pops is Nigerian. Okay. Okay. Good. Then that one, the accuracy of that one is good. But do not call it something that we're used to seeing from someone who's passed away and calling it a different moniker. This thumbs up shit don't look familiar from when motherfucking, what's his name? What's his name? Face John Cena. That's probably one of John Cena's best matches against this guy. Oh, Maga. Maga, oh Maga. The Samoan Bulldozer, he did the same thumb thing. Okay, he did the same fucking thumb thing. The same fuck. It's not a, it's not even anything different. And literally, eh, eh, same thing. Nothing different. You don't call it a different name. You don't make it where like it's like an under, or you do the same exact move and just call it a different name. I'm just gonna say this too. Like they clearly just made as much jokes as we cracked out there. I guess they're like trying to scrub. Raw Underground from the history because it's like they completely changed this dude's name too. Yep. Like, how are you gonna change somebody's name when we just saw them within the last five months or whatever? Right. But then, then again, we we, we saw Dijakovich uh, T Bar now. And, so, yeah, that, that there's that. I guess that's a good transition to Raw. There was T Bar with the hair, man. T Bar with the hair. Right. And, okay, and see, that's the thing. What the fuck are we doing right now? Did y'all see the end of the Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, but anyway, the main event was amazing. Everything else that night was okay. The match with the, the matchup for the pilot and Biggie was actually good. That was fucking good. But the end was just, what, what the fuck was it about? But anyway. Yeah, the match was good. It was just that, you know, I, I, like I said, when we did our picks, man, I, I, I had a feeling that Apollo was going to win. It was just... You know, uh, this whole accent thing. And I didn't even mind dude popping up. Like, I, because I, I knew, okay, he was going to end up popping up eventually. But it, it just would have made a little more sense for him to pop up during Shane's match. But I digress. Uh, you know, they, they just, they need to relax with all these. Like like Joe said, this, this, sometimes they just push these big people out of nowhere. The only person that came up out of nowhere they pushed and i'm down with that push is raquel gonzalez in terms of like who, someone i knew nothing about who got like a skyrocket push other than that like, i I'm really don't care about too many other people because it's just been hit or miss and like by miss i mean like by a mile but uh we, we kind of mentioned t-bar earlier um i don't really have anything uh yeah i i like to say something positive about rob but uh yeah i'm gonna punt this one off Anybody? Oh, did you did you do your you did your pick already, KG? No, I did not. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I need to watch a little AEW. Um, 
before I officially decide my wrestler for the week. No, for the for the match of the match of the uh your highlight match. Oh, I thought I you know, I picked a triple threat. I kicked it off. Oh, I, okay. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're good. And I, I mentioned Riddle with Chambers. I said like I didn't think they were gonna get enough time, but yeah, they they actually put in a hell of a performance as well. But those are my yeah. two standouts from my two. Um I don't really yeah, like Joe covered that other the, the weird tag team match that nobody asked for from a standpoint. It's just like I don't, I don't want to get to a barrel. We'll do that later. But um, I feel a certain type of way about the Riot Squad not walking out of wrestling thirty seven tag title. It's just we need to start utilizing actual tag teams. But hey, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, anybody got highlights from Rallo? I'll, I'll try to as as one as someone kicks it off. I'll try to think of one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it positive. I think the I think the good seeing um, Randy Orton wrestle with Braun Strowman. Drew McIntyre, and if I sound like Lester, that's because that's the only highlight from Rollo. That's it. Yeah. Mean, the Firefly Funhouse return was in the highlight for you? What, was Bray Wyatt? I don't need to see Bray Wyatt later again. <laughs> no. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that, bro. No. I live, I, I live X amount of blocks away from the church. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure all of us do. But I want to see somebody lay hands. I go. I go to Sunday service. Great, great, great. Bro, that's his next gimmick. What's my man name <laughs> from Africa? <laughs> One man gang. <laughs> Joe, Joe, how did you say he made? He walked to the ring. <laughs> you saw him. Sw- you saw him shucking him, shucking and jiving. Listen, bro. Oh, Daddy, yo. Like, and, and no, and no cap, bro. Like, honestly, with Raw, it's such a shit show now. Like, it's not even like even when Rhea came out, I was like, "Good luck, baby. You ain't got, you ain't got a lot of shit you can do, baby." Rap for you. Because oh, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. So with the with the belt on Raquel now, uh, I take care. If you're EO, EO goes to Raw or to SmackDown. EO stays where hell she's at. Never leaves anywhere. Stays next to <laughs> I'm dead serious. But if I was to pick a show, I'd say... Right, like you got to pick a show. You got to pick a show with these questions. I'm not picking Raw because Calvin Candy going to give us Kabuki Warriors <laughs> Part 2. <laughs> what, what if he gets he it call right him, this time? He's not going to get it right. <laughs> Cal, <laughs> Calvin hadn't... Calvin hasn't gotten anything right. I'm gonna tell you why Calvin can't get anything right. Calvin couldn't get anything right because last year was the first time in almost ten years he got the Royal Rumble winner right. That's that's how much faith I have in Calvin. Yeah, and that's that's a hot take. Yeah. That's the first time since like 2010 that they've gotten the Royal Rumble winner right. Was Drew winning? And that took a while for them to get that shit right. Nobody asked for Del Rio. Except for Calvin, because his adamant to like, I get it. You have a niche, and you like, you're trying to get a certain fan base. I'm not debating that. I'm not gonna say that it doesn't matter. But like, nobody, like, he didn't. Del Rio didn't have to win the Rumble. You had, you had Punk. You had Wade Barrett, who was an obvious option because the Nexus. You could have like mm-hmm. recommitted to push him because I don't know why they gave up on him. In 2012, no one asked for Sheamus to win. I don't know where that came up from. Um, no one held, no one asked for Cena to win again. 
Like the Royal Rumble, I'm not saying you can't have two time winners, but like no one needed to see Cena Rock too. You called it once in a lifetime. I don't why is Cena winning the Rumble to face him again? Oh, now we're getting twice in a lifetime. Right. Who who won in 2014? Oh, that shit showed Batista. Ugh. back to back years. Nobody asked for Roman to win in 2015. That should have been either Dean, Dolph, or, or DB. Uh 2016. Triple Ego. That's all I got to say about that. Great booker for other talents when he's involved. Like, nah. Um, we won in 2017. Oh, Orton again. That should have been Bray Wyatt's year. Uh, 28th. Oh, that's why. Okay. So they, they got it wrong those years. My fault. 2018, I'll give them credit. Shinsuke should have won. Sorry. Uh, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong. Like, I'll admit when I'm wrong about the bad bunny thing. He last week so yeah Actually, so soon skates to the one i was wrong too about bad bunny too and i felt bad about that i was wrong about that i felt bad about that so they got it wrong for me seven years in a row as far as i'm concerned with the rumble just <laughs> definitely should should have won the rumble they listen to the fans out here but um to answer your question if i'm picking a show i have to pick smackdown from a standpoint that there's more depth on that show because now that sasha eventually is going to transition out of the title picture you can revisit that with her and Eo because I thought they killed him in Great American Bash night one uh, when they had their match for the NXT Women's Championship. So you can revisit that feud since they kind of have Sasha in that tweener Hill space right now. Mm -hmm. um, or hell, we can get Eo and Bailey. Um, Ding dong. Hello. And, and that too. And by the way, <sighs> that's why they can get the golden shovel. Yeah. Calvin can, but go ahead, Joe. But yeah, Bailey, Bailey. Maybe not wrestling is a problem for me because I feel like she's. I feel like Bailey not wrestling is a problem because she's she's just so damn good in the ring that she needs to be used, and her personality is shining with Ding Dong. It's Bailey, but you know I don't need it. I don't need the ring. I'm gonna tell you this though, um, Bailey not having a match on the card of WrestleMania 37. It's it's a bigger travesty to me than like transitioning Dean from the WWE Championship picture two months later, he's on the pre-show. Like, that makes zero sense. I'm not saying he was above the pre-show, but, like, you got to make it make sense to me. Come on. Right. Right. Literally, you go from WWE Championship to pre-show within two or three months. That's – it was for a title, but, like, that's the best you come up with. And that's what SmackDown was killing. Like, this – this necessity to push Baron Corbin, like you telling me, you couldn't come up with anybody for Dean Ambrose to face at, at WrestleMania 33 that year. No, well, you could have put him on. It's fucking. It's trash. Like you could have gave him Cena instead of that awkward mixed tag match for the IC strap. Cena's never went after the IC strap. Go ahead though, Joe. Ambrose and, and you're absolutely right, bro. Like Ambrose could wrestle anybody, and that's the under. And that's one of the underrated qualities that about Ambrose. Because even that match with Brock Lesnar or whatever, he made it look somewhat interesting, even though Brock was being a lazy fucking bum. And he made it somewhat interesting yet and still or whatever. Because Ambrose mm -hmm. is creative. In ring, he's creative or whatever. And that's and that's like that's Calvin's problem. A lot of the people that he pushes, he sees their look, and that's all he sees. Lacey Evans is a prime example of that. She has botched in NXT matches all the time. There has not been one clean. Lacey Evans match where she hasn't botched her fuck something up. Not one. But he moved her up anyway because he liked her look. Dana, uh, not Dana Brooke. Uh, Mandy Rose, I don't give a damn what you say, has two moves. Two. Won't get an argument out of me there. Thank you. 
two and she's and she's stole Tommaso Champions finisher. Exactly. Exactly. That's one and that's one of her moves. Right. That's one of her moves. The knee, the little running knee shit that she does. She stole the V trigger. Right. (laughs) Like she like, bro, she can't lock up properly. Her arm bar is trash. She slipped down the ramp, number one, which and she knew she was gonna fall. That's why she was like, I'm gonna fall. Here we go. Straight down. And she knew it in the first place. But her and Dana Brooke as a tag team, I don't know if you want Dana Brooke to be able to do all the light work or whatever. Dana Brooke has at least four or five moves. She has two. There's no help there. Put her back in NXT, let her work. You you keep putting her with, they keep pushing Mandy Rose cause she's pretty. We can all agree she's gorgeous. She's very good looking. She can not wrestle. Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville carried in a last street fight match and everything else. Little match they had with his mixed match, Sonya Deville carried her there too. That's just facts. Sonya Deville, four moves, four of them, four. All right, but you want to make Mandy Rose a main event player in the tag team, which where, where where her and Dana Brooke jump Diet. Who first off? <laughs> that makes sense to you. That weak ass shit they jump Nia on, and Nia's all of a sudden like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get my revenge back. That's stupid. Why? 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 Why is Dana there's Brooke? Some, there's some bad girl club shit. Only to get counted out in the match. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For what reason was that for? Like, why? How sway? But and then to piggyback off what Joe said, I, I guess in the text message. Speaking of Lacey, that's why I told Tim like they don't believe in Becky Lynch. <laughs> as much as I like Becky, like they sab- they damn near sabotage their whole run. They put up with Lacey Evans for four months. Exactly. Nobody asked for that. Just because Becky Becky Mania was a, a a freak a freak accident, it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, it wasn't, but at the same time, why would you? They sabotage the damn title run. Same thing as DB. Did we really want to see DB versus Kane as his oh, first? Oh no, game? they did. No one wanted to. And he, he he just he this was his buddy at one point, but now oh we just running from Kane. And and, and He's that while we're at it, and while we're at it, <laughs> that's why I kept telling people I'm like. It's not even that he wasn't made of any shows. They sabotaged Punk. Every time he faced a part-timer, he lost. Triple H, Rock, Brock, Taker. The son. Like, what is that? And this dude had your strap for 430 some odd days. Like, what does it say about the rest of your roster? Like, you're burying the rest of your roster by doing it. Not even just Punk. And not even, and not even, and not even to piggyback off that, he had one of the classic matches that no one talks about with him and Daniel Bryan. That's one of the best matches with it, and they put who do they put? Uh, John Laurinaitis and John Cena in the main event. Right. Think about that. Let that sink in. Because some people were trying to say, oh, the pace was too slow. I'm like, no, it was precise. Like, that was probably one of the better matches in 2012 in terms of WWE. I'm not going to say the rest of the other promotions because yeah. I don't want people jumping on here saying, like. That was one of the best match. That that match right there. Listen, the summer of Punk going on and all that all that joint, it all went down when Triple H decided, I, I got to go over here. For no effing reason. I told you, he can't book himself. That's why I said, like, he can book other people. Like, NXT is great, but I'm not, I, like I said in our chat, they bury tag team wrestling. Oh, except for when Triple H is involved. And then y'all can main event. Like, we couldn't get New Day in a single main event of a pay-per-view. But we can get Triple H in a main event against Legacy, and, and against they- against Jericho and Big Show, against... Big Show and the McMahon. We can keep getting Triple H and tag team main events and stuff, but we can't get New Day in one main event. Go ahead, though. 
And this is why people don't fuck with WWE like that because you know you always win a single match for the main event. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, like for example, AEW started off their Wednesday night with the Young Bucks versus uh, Death Triangle with Pac and Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix, yeah. By the way, oh my God. That, oh. Oh. That is a that if you want to watch a match and, and, and learn why you fell in love with wrestling, you watch that match. You watch that match, bro. That match is just packed with just great spots, great storytelling, great energy. The Young Bucks wore Dior Air Force Ones. No, no, no. Those those are Dior uh Jordan retro ones. I'm sorry, Dior Jordan retro ones. My bad, I'm not I'm not a shoe connoisseur or shoe guru, I failed. Got you, bro. I got you. But to kind of bring it back, though, uh, I just wanted to touch on what KG said in terms of CM Punk. That's why when Rock returned and beat him for the title, I was I wasn't a fan of that because it, it, it made zero sense. Like you said, you buried the entire active roster uh, for the men's title, the heavyweight championship. Anybody that was you know fighting Punk for the title during that time, you buried literally every single one of those guys. By letting a, a part timer come in here and take the title off Punk, and then to piggyback off that, they had nobody put Punk over relevance, like because every time he went over Cena, there was some outside distraction or something like that. Uh, you know, John Laurinaitis got involved in Money in the Bank and distracted Cena. Cena runs back into the GTS, then Cena's foot is on the rope when Triple H is the guest referee, so he didn't fully put Punk over. And then to piggyback off that, even going even further, Rock didn't put anybody over. You went back to status quo. You went back to Cena. <laughs> You did all that to go back to John Cena. 430-some-odd days, Punk had the championship. Kills it, and then, oh, I'm going to drop it to Rock, and then we're going back to Cena. And the fact that... And then we're going to go back to Orton. Right, and the fact that... (laughs) And he's had great matches with all these guys. Like, like CM Punk had great matches with all these guys. His match with Randy Orton at uh, WrestleMania, underrated, Mm -hmm. great match. Both his matches with John Cena... Both great matches or whatever, any of those guys could have carried it on because they're full timers. But he could mm-hmm. he could at least went over on the Rock. I'm sorry, bro. And I love the Rock, but you knew he wasn't going to stay there. The Rock has nothing to lose. You just want right, to right. I'm champion. That's all I really right. want. If, if that's if that's the case, if that's the case, then you really have him have a one off with Cena. That makes a dramatic difference. Now that's a dramatic difference or whatever. And then in that case, even if you wanted to, you can then even add it where it's like, all right, here we go. Um, triple threat. Cena, CM Punk. And you give him his just do when you give him his WrestleMania event. If you yeah. want to do it that way, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, because he was due that. He, the matches with Chris Jericho were great. DB were great. Uh, hell, some matches even with, um, who, who, is, who, is a weak, who is weak sauce that he had the match with? I can't think of it. But the point is, that summer of Punk, he was he was great that whole summer. Well, one or two. It was great. It's trash. Hmm. They like they keep sabotaging people's runs too, like I said. And it's more in lines of the, them calling it's a number of factors. For one, it's like you're putting these divisions together, going back to the women's roster, like just combining the divisions that I say you're not putting divisions together. So now we're getting these repetitive feuds that make zero sense. And it's just like <laughs> 
I think she was injured during that time period, but you know, they brought Ruby back as a baby face. Like we could have got like Ruby Riot and Bailey or something. I I didn't want to see I'm tired of this whole pushing Lacey Evans thing. I'm sorry. Like she, I'm not saying she has no potential. I'm just saying like she's not ready for the spot to be if you're gonna have one championship, one singles championship to compete with, I'm not for it. I it's just it's not it's not hitting, man. He snatched um, her up. He snatched Lacey up before she was able to really reach her potential down there in NXT. Like you said, it was all about the look. You know, she was about the same height, same build as, as uh, Charlotte. You know what I mean? So, in theory, you're thinking, okay, yeah, you know, she can, she can, you know, the fans are going to think, oh, she can go toe-to-toe with Charlotte. You know, and it was just like, yo, no, she's not ready for the. I mean, they, they kind of did the same thing with Bianca. They pulled Bianca up there. And we didn't see her for a year since, what, three, four matches? But see, here's the thing with Bianca. We saw the evolution of Bianca, too, though. So it's like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's more, it's kind of the opposite, maybe, what you're saying. Like, they took their time, maybe. I don't want to, like, put words yeah, in my mouth. No, no. More along the lines of, because Bianca, we they we saw the, the evolution of her. Um, mm-hmm. She's clearly gotten better in the ring. I don't see botches, not added, like, not blatant botches where it's like I don't want to see like why we got multiple month programs for this this relation for what okay so I'll give her credit for this I'll I'll say this she got better as a talker as a baby face I'll give her that she's more believable um it's just I, cu- I couldn't get behind it because we just got to give these talents. And it's not even just Lacey. There's, it's, it, we just went over the big men, too. Like, you got to give these talents time to to develop their craft before we just say, hey, you know what? You're going to put you in a top tier for you. No. Right, right. It's just certain things that, like, certain wrestlers don't deserve. Like, none of these got, like, like, like no, no why, why are we putting them in these feuds with, with people that we have we should not be putting Lexi Evans should not have snipped a main event. No. But, um, um I mean, to be, uh, we'll switch over and be a little bit more positive. We kind of, we kind of touched on AEW uh, a little bit. As Joe suggested, everyone should go back and watch that uh, Pac and Phoenix versus Young Bucks match. Also, it looked like a pretty wild match. Uh, I saw co- the cocktail end of that falls kind of anywhere with Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. So they also put on a hell of a show. I, for a second, I thought Sting was going to turn for some reason. I was like, I didn't have Sting turn. Oh, excuse me. When he passed off the baseball bat, Darby, I was like, I don't know if he's going to come back, like right back right away and do a scorpion death drop or something. I don't know why I was expecting it. Don't, don't ask why. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But with that being said, uh, this coming week, I'm excited. I'm extremely excited. Um, I, it's funny, I suggested earlier that AEW should have like a 25 and under championship or something like that. Uh, but Jungle Boy and Darby Allen, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to that this Wednesday because uh, I didn't catch a lot of AEW this week. But I think that's going to be a hell of a show. That's going to be. Um, I don't know where they're going to put him on the card, but either way, like, I'm going to be. I'm sure they're gonna get enough time to go out there and show what what the present slash future holds for the company. Um, but also, I'm intrigued with this thing with Britt Baker, where she's putting uh, this segment where she has the the uh, ranking system on the board, why she should be getting pushed. 
So I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with that. But I'd also be remiss if I wouldn't say that Ty Conti uh, versus Kara Uchida. Um, Ty has easily been one of the more most improved wrestlers I've seen in the last few months. Uh, it's not even close. She's up there. Um, so, yeah, no, that should be a hell of a show with a young lady that's held their title for she's she's held down that division for almost a year now uh, I, I believe car she won the championship last may at double or nothing so it's another match we're looking forward to next week so i haven't caught this week completely so i'm gonna go back and watch that uh tim you have anything to say about aw or joe no I, what i did want to ask though was when ty was in nxt i don't remember her really getting the show in display like i've never heard having a couple of decent matches but since she's been over there in AEW, like she's been on like full on display. Like she worked her way up to like Dynamite. You know, she was on uh, Dark for a bit, but it's just been a, a, a um, just like a coming a coming out party, if you will, when it came to her ability in the ring and all that. Like I knew she was a, a mixed martial artist and everything. But, yeah, you know, it was just kind of like yo, like she's really really good. And you know, what was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh -huh. no, no, you go. I, I noticed that, like, with, especially with uh, Taya, they realized she does judo. Let's go with the Ronda Rousey route. Let's give her four moves from Ronda Rousey and go from there. Like, that's basically what it is. Like, she's doing the judo flips, uh, the arm bars, the knees, the kicks, all that jazz. That's what she's doing. Like, that's basically what she's doing. That's it. They just go with what they know. And that's just smart. I don't know if it's QT that's doing all or if it's Cody, too. And Kenny Omega, I, who else doing what is? I don't know who's doing the rest of it for like their training. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The win, the women. I heard Kenny Omega's pretty hands on with their matches. I think he's like their lead booker from what I've heard. Oh, nice, nice. Well, definitely keep up the good work, being uh, Omega, Omega Man. See what you did there, right. Kenny Omega Max. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, too. Um, I'm going to say, oh, so with the NXT roster, though, I feel like that's they, – they're basically – they're the dream team as far as women's wrestling is concerned. And so it's kind of hard to say I should be in this position, I should be in that position. Because honestly, if we're, if we're being brutally honest, and that's why I don't necessarily think winning the championship is in all be all because uh, – Two of the five women that have been in a main event of WrestleMania did well, actually three, but one of them didn't go to NXT. But the, out of the four women that have made out of the five women in the, that have main event of WrestleMania, four of them were former members of the NXT roster. Half of those women never won the championship and they were in the main event of WrestleMania, that being Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. So I think it's like, it just shows the depth of that division to where it's like, it's hard to get a push, if that makes sense, on that actual roster. Like a legit push, because mm -hmm. Becky, Becky had a single championship for the mm -hmm. title against Sasha, she came up short, and that's how she got over. Because at the end of that, they were seeing like coming her theme. Uh, also, Bianca had a single push and had that championship match against Rhea Ripley. I believe NXT takeover Portland last year, and it was yeah. a pretty good showing. So it's yeah. just one of those things where it's like it's just hard to to get that push. And I think Tay was just un like she was frustrated with her position because if we're being honest, too, going back to what the point I was going to make is. There's no reason why. Like, it just shows the depth of that division why Candice LeRae or Dakota Kai have won the NXT Women's Championship. It just shows the depth of that division because if you, if they were on AEW, they'd easily be Women's Champion by now. Agreed. One, agree. one of the two of them because I think they're both phenomenal. Um, but 
with that being said, uh, speaking of NXT and the women's was kind of covering like that that portion of uh, a, uh, NXT, should I say? Um, is there anything else from NXT anyone wants to cover? Uh, I, I believe I, Tim had a, a, a called a shot like Babe Ruth with a certain Japanese wrestler on that on that roster. I don't know if he wants to touch on that. Uh, what, what did that call? I forget. Kushida. What what she do? Kushida, I said. You said she. She. Are you still lost my ex? He. Are you still lost my. He, not she. He. The times. The time splitter. I'm thinking when, about. When I'm thinking it, about. I'm still. I'm still thinking about a, a, a homegirl in AEW. Uh, you coming down? You coming? I think about Ukara Shida. Yeah. I cannot I was, say her name. Uh, uh, Ukara Rashida. Don't you see how like KG say Hikaru, Hikaru Shida. It, it, it comes from a lot of anime. It's it's it's, it's a natural. It's uh it's all natural. Yeah, no, you were saying Kushida, and I'm literally I'm sitting there thinking about her. I'm, so, my bad. I'm kidding. Yeah, y'all yeah. good. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. No, I, I, like I said, man, I, I felt like when he lost that match uh, at uh, NXT Stand Deliver, I felt like they were gonna give him his spot right here. And with the, the cruiserweight belt. And I think that's literally the only reason he lost that match. Um, because he's been he's been killing it. But I saw he brought the tights back. <laughs> he's out of the jeans. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? He he, he had a uh, he had a clinic, man, and he has the title now. So I, I think that is the best spot for him right now. That's how you secure him for going and being a job jobber extraordinaire on the main roster because the poaching is coming. It's we got a couple of months before it happens, but you know, you, you you know, Vince's got his little hands like this, you know, ready to get some talent. But um, I, I think this is the right place for him right now. Yeah. Uh, I did have a question for you guys, though, in reference to something else that took place on uh, NXT. We saw uh, the big three, you know, celebrating with their titles in the middle of the ring, uh, kind of having a curtain call moment. Who would be who would you add to that big three to go up against the four horsewomen? I didn't think about that. That's actually yeah. a great question. It's actually a great question, though. Uh, Joe, you want to? Sounds like you had an answer already. Yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, hey, listen, listen to me. If you are telling me Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Becky versus Rhea, Bianca, Raquel, who no one is stopping in the ring, I don't care what you say, and Io Shirai. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I'm here, I'm here for that. that. Same class of uh, the May Young Classic. It's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. I'm here for that because they all have history too with them. We got the tie-in because Charlotte took the strap off of Rhea last year at WrestleMania, uh, and then Bianca took the strap off of Sasha. You just have a bunch of tie-ins there. Um, I'm sure Becky kind of has like a history somewhere along the lines in the UK, possibly with Rhea as well. Uh, and then EO has history with Sasha, even though it was just the one off. It still they had that championship match. Uh, Bailey still has like that was Bianca's first like important feud on the main roster, so she had to tie in there. Um, Raquel's just the only one, but it didn't matter. You don't have to have history. It's just more on lines of putting together the correct where you get that right moment where you get a legit like a Survivor Series. I don't even necessarily need to see an elimination match. Just give me an eight woman tag, and I'm here for it. And then that's gonna be Survivor. It can be a takeover. It could be a takeover. That 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 give that hey, a half hour. War games. Whoa. That's there we it. go. That's the main event of war. Main event of war games. 
The only way I wouldn't do it at, at War Games is if they did another Evolution pay-per-view for the women. They and could, they made yeah. That the, main, the main event. That would I be would the only say, way I wouldn't do War Games. I would just say War Games just because by then I'm expecting, and maybe they'll start doing it. I don't want to put like a, give people false hope, but maybe though by then they'll start saying, hey, we're not necessarily going to have fans every Raw and SmackDown, but we'll have fans at every pay-per-view until we get back to a sense of normalcy. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I can't get over this. That four on four match, bro. Do you? Oh, yeah. That's so I'm glad Tim brought that up. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, no, because I know yeah, what he wrote that, and he said that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I could, yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, because that that's immediately where my mind went. I was just I was just trying to figure out. Like EO is definitely the person I would think, but if it wasn't EO, I think you could put Dakota right there. If you don't put Dakota right there. I mean, Ember has been on the main roster, but you could definitely put her there. You could put Shotzi right there. You could put Tony Storm right there. I like, think EO is... Oh, wait, go ahead. I'm switch off. No, go I'm ahead. just saying, they have an endless surplus of viable uh, women to participate in that type of a match. And, like, when I saw him in that ring, I was just kind of like, yo, we could totally see this, like, happen now. And I don't know how you necessarily get it started. I guess the easy answer would be Becky comes back to SmackDown and she fused with um, Bianca in some form of fashion down the line. But that would, I guess that would mean either Bianca would have to have a match against, uh, she had a match against Sasha already. She'd have to have a championship title defense against Bailey now, even though she beat Bailey too. But just to, just to be like, yeah, I beat all of y'all to retain my title, blah, blah, blah. Becky, the last one left. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. So say, since they did roster cuts, and we can kind of transition to that now. Um, mm -hmm. Give me, instead of getting, like, I want to say Nia and Shane have had the straps probably longer than anybody that's had the Women's Action Championship. I could be wrong. Maybe the Iconics. But you know what? If you're going to flip Sasha back, give me back Bailey and Sasha with the straps, man. That's what I want. Because if you're not going to go into the Riot Squad, give it, give it yeah. back to them. Because I was I was interested in the women's sack titles when they had them. That's why I thought Sasha was going to retain at WrestleMania. I thought she was going to see Bailey come and help her. I mean, it would, it's, it's probably a little too soon. You got to let that storyline breathe. You separated them now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's that's why I was picking because I was thinking, okay, man, they're going you know, to pull a Triple H and, and HBK because they 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 – Best of friends, one moment. The next moment, they, you know, bitter blood, blood feud enemies. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so, like, see, like, the good stuff that WWE has, there's so many good things. Like, when you saw that triple, when, when all three of them came together for the match, mm -hmm. all I kept thinking was Dakota Kai is seething and waiting for her match. That's all I kept thinking. That's all I kept thinking. Like, she, it's going to be, and this, and knowing Triple H, I pray it. I pray that it's gonna be like a month turn, like like a month, month and a half turn, where it's like small things mm -hmm. about like small subtle things that should she just go full on heel and just ruins just everything. I don't want her to win the championship. Don't get me wrong. I do not want the coach guy to win the championship just because mm -hmm. Raquel Gonzalez right now is thriving. And I was wrong for saying she shouldn't win it because that match showed that she was ready for it. And plus, and plus, and plus, um, 
Tay Valkyrie came as a new person with a new stupid name that WWE came up with. Frankie Monet. Yeah, no, I'm calling Tay Valkyrie. Her name's Tay Valkyrie. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, she came in. She came in. <laughs> and I didn't realize Johnny Mundo got him a Spanish chick. Huh? Okay. Johnny I think she's just, I think she's just, she's on the Cesaro route, though, I think. I think she's just fluent. I don't think she actually, yeah, I think she's from Canada. I could be wrong, though. You could be from Canada and, because hell, gender's from Canada and clearly, like, his ethnicity is not. Yeah, I could be wrong, though. I just know oh, she's from Canada. Yeah, we did it at WCW. She is from Canada. My bad. Yeah, you got a little Spanish, little Latino, okay? Latino, okay? She, she, she rolls, she rolls her ass. She rolls her <laughs> it was, it was getting caliente in there for you? It's muy caliente, bro. Bro, but that's all I got, bro. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that turn because I feel like that. Because Dakota Kai has shown she can turn. Would you, would you call it? Would you call her a bad bunny? You wouldn't. Oh, I thought that was kind of. I thought that was kind of creative. <laughs> oh well, back to the drawing board I go. <laughs> Still better than Raw. Yeah, it's way better than Raw. You could, you could write a show on Raw right now and it'd be ten times better. And get more ratings, and people would watch it. But uh, never syndicating it ever, and people would watch more. But it's funny that you said that. Actually, they're going to go to the house. I think Dakota Kai's going to get her baby face, but she's going to get her Johnny Gargano takeover New York moment. I think she's going to get her flowers uh, eventually, not like anytime soon. I think they're going to get Raquel a good run. Um, maybe because it's like you got to present enough of a time for that story to, to develop. Yeah. Uh, but you know what though? Maybe maybe it is gonna be flipped. Maybe, maybe, hear, hear me out. People come around, people turn. Maybe maybe when Tegan comes back, maybe we do get a hill turn. Maybe Dakota and Tegan get realigned. Mm. Could be. I mean, she's done the surprise. Going a two-woman power trip down there. Yeah, she's done the surprise uh uh heel turn when she turned on uh on, on uh Tegan Knox anyway. So this one when she does turn, if she does turn heel, it need to kind of be a slow build. You know, into a for you know, into a heel turn, it doesn't need to, or they could be a whole stable. That's an option, too. I'm gonna put the tag straps on Tegan and Dakota, and then put they haven't done it down there, have they? Well, yeah, they well, I mean, yeah, they just, yeah, yeah, because they just they just introduced those women tag titles, so yeah, yeah. Oh, and shouts out to NXT for being entertaining, main event all the time. Main event match with the four on four with the Who versus who was it? Uh, Shotzi Bay. You just call him the Who? I'm sorry. What to say? Whoa. What's, what's, what's their name? I'm the Way. The Way. The Way. I'm sorry. He said the Who. It was something I like, I was like rock band shit. The Way and uh, Shotzi Bay and Ember Moon with uh, Bronson Reed. And- uh, Dexter Loomis. Highlight of the night. India Heart India Hartwell, in case you haven't watched this, has passed out twice. Just so Dexter That was hilarious. <laughs> carry her off in the back. When I say passed out twice, like literally, nothing. I just passed out twice. <laughs> as much as she could. Highlight of the night. I don't care what anyone says. And she put the thumbs up when Dexter carried her away. And, and and they told they you did you see him tell her she had to wink? They're like, wink, wink, wink. She's like, oh. <laughs> <It's just weird. laughs> that was hilarious. Indie indie wrestling at its finest. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, that that hit better. Yes. Yes, that was fine. That was fire. And plus, okay. I'm excited for her too because she's she's under Candace, and Candace is teaching her a lot too, and I can, I can tell she's getting a lot better too. Candace under the learning tree. Yep. Oh, and Zoe starts. She, she's she's learning the way. Mm-hmm. See what he did there? I <laughs> see. That was fire. But uh, while, while we're talking about young ladies, let me uh cue the music for you if I can hit it one time. WNUA 95.5. Yeah, give me my music. Ah, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I totally forgot we were going to talk about the WCW. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't forget about Jesse. Okay. Because Jesse was back. All right. Jesse is an NXT product or whatever. And actually, she's wrestled in other like uh, promotions like Shimmer and some other promotions as well. She's very well for herself. I don't know if you guys remember, she was in the May Young tournament, May Young Classic, and like she she did very well for herself. She was the one wearing like that bright orange outfit with those long like like she's like but like like she had like long legs and was doing all those kicks. Um, they've kind of toned her down a little bit, especially against Melissa Martinez or whatever. But the match she had with her was fire. Um, I think that she's gonna be a part of the. Uh, <laughs> Rob Stone brand for the most part and see how that goes. I'm excited about that to see what they do. They might finally use Aaliyah, which I mean, it's either here nor there because I haven't seen anything impressive from Aaliyah since like NXT TakeOver in Canada. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if they're. Yeah, I don't. I'm, That's neither here nor there though. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, shout out to her. This, this, this is going to Jesse, whatever. Um, I call her Jesse for sure because I feel like we're close because I shout her out. And I feel like she kind of wanted to say something, but she didn't. So she kind of hard it, but she didn't hard it. She was going to hard it. That's okay, though. It's all right. It's no big deal. Shout out to her, though. Her handles and everything are also are going to be in the video as well. Shout out to her. She's amazing. And end the music. Thank you. What's next, KG? What you got, bro? What's next? Uh, I mean, you know, after, you, after we set the move, man, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to refocus. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find my way. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep doing these puns. Keep these way jokes going, bro. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep these puns, by the way. Yeah. 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 It's the highlight. <laughs> it's the highlight of it's the highlight of today. Uh it's getting nicer mm-hmm. outside. Spring times, April, <laughs> April showers, bring May flowers. So you can find the way to the summer. Uh anyway. <laughs> Every time you say it. Friday, Friday Night Smackdown, uh, Paul Heyman was on one. Uh, this is he, he, he called Cesaro a knuckle dragging Neanderthal or something. He, he said a million, <laughs> he said he had a billion dollar body and a 10 cent brain. I said, Whoa, first of all, Paul, you're burying him worse than you did when you were his manager. You didn't get him over. That's my one knock on Paul Heyman as, as a manager. I don't care whether it was his direction or not. Maybe he's trying to speak up for him, but uh, yeah, they, they should have flipped Cesaro. This is like seven years too late. Hopefully, this isn't though. At the same time, but Cesaro definitely should have turned seven years ago and got the push at the WrestleMania 30. You shouldn't not have put him with Paul Heyman. It's neither here nor there once again. Uh, but with that being said, uh, they're doing a weird thing where it looks like they're elevating Cesaro to the main event potentially, or they might be holding off. That's Seth attacking him at the end of the night. Uh, Joe, what did you think about SmackDown? Um, uh, I was I thought SmackDown went very well, and I really appreciate how. Roman Reigns is thriving as a heel. 
thriving in all heelish glory. He walks out smiling. I told you so. I was right. You were wrong. Look at me. Look at my shoes. I look clean. Okay. Came up with a shirt that said the following. Acknowledge me. Period. That's all you need to do. Acknowledge me. There's nothing else for you to talk about. There's nothing else for us to discuss at this point. Acknowledge me. I came in. I saw. I conquered. I stacked them. Just like I said I would. I stacked them. He was right. What What did he say? Stack them in something? Stack them as... as I don't know. Something weird. It was something weird. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. He was talking to I, thought was a, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that Paul Heyman said the rain delayed WrestleMania with angels crying because Roman Reigns <laughs> was about to win again or something. He said. <laughs> Look, and they had, and they had, and it was dope <laughs> because they had, they had the whole crowd booing, right? And then they played the booze. He was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, like this version of this this version of Roman, this is a ten year thing he can do, and we're gonna appreciate him for it. Like this saved, I think this saved his career. Like this legit saved his career, bro. Like Roman Reigns has always been very good in the ring. Like he's been very, very good in the ring or whatever. That's not the problem. It's not the problem with his England ability. It's just you know the outside stuff we gotta worry about. A little political shit where we want him to be as cool as this, to be as bad as this, or whatever. Do this type of shit. shit. And then I think the highlight of the night was for me, which was just a subtle thing of being saying, like, I don't give a fuck about you. And I'm better than you, so I'm going to do this shit anyway. Zara walks in the ring to talk his shit. What does Roman Reigns do? Get the fuck out the ring. Time for you. I'm going to fuck about this shit. And walks out of the ring. Not even, not even a retort or a response. It's one of the most disrespectful things you can do to somebody. They just walk away when they're about to talk to you. And he looked, he, he looked at me and was like, <laughs> bruh that's fire that was a highlight night for me the match with Jey Uso was obviously good because again it's Cesaro and it's Jey Uso how bad can that match possibly be not bad at all because they can both fucking wrestle however it's the value shit anyway with that being said I, I was a fan of that um, I really want the Dirty Dogs to lose their championship I don't want them being tag team champions anymore Let's stop this shit. Let's cut this shit out right now. End it right now. Be done. And I think the Sonya Deville thing that is that she's playing kind of devil's advocate, where Cesaro was like, I want to match with Roman tonight, right now. And she was like, ah, oh, okay, we'll talk to Paul. Because Adam Pearce was trying to play the good guy. Sonya Deville. So we got to watch in the future. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I like the, how that's going as well. But that's all I got. SmackDown. New corporation, man. Scrap Dog, Sonya Deville. Shane McMahon. Because I hate uh, my blood boils every time I hear that. <laughs> but uh, I, I I agree with uh, I agree with Joe hundred percent. I didn't watch SmackDown this week. I, I made sure I looked at the highlights. This version of Roman is why he was getting cheered. It was a mixed reaction at WrestleMania, and he's a full on heel. He's supposed to be just getting booed. Supposedly, I booed at the building, but as we heard, we heard cheers, and it wasn't like when he was a f trying to be a face where you had people like myself who was like some of the only the only cheers that was in the building. But no, he was legit getting cheered because this version of him is the the way he should have been from the jump. 
So, yeah. I also want people to go back and watch WrestleMania and watch what happens when Roman comes out. There's a lot more claps in there than there are boos because people appreciate how hard he's been working as a character or whatever. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell when he walked out, he was like, I had to, he had to cover it up because people really did appreciate the fact that he worked his tail off to be a good heel. And with him being such a good heel, we appreciate it more. It's just like when Stone Cold was first to hear, we appreciate it more. I don't like Bret Hart. We, we, I mean, we love Bret Hart. Bret Hart's what he is. He's great. He's, he's a great face. You know, gives kids glasses, all that other crap. Stone Cold came out. I'm gonna fuck about nothing on glasses, shit, or whatever. I'm just here to fuck you up, bro. I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> like, like that, that's just we appreciate those heels. Same thing with Triple H. We hate Triple H because he was a pompous ass. He been his heels whole life. Then he was with DX, and then he became this game character that we didn't really understand because it was stupid at first. We were like, wait a minute, makes sense. I like it. Clap, 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 clap. This is how it goes. When you're a great heel, you're appreciated. You're a great fucking heel. You're appreciated. We appreciate Ric Flair for being the four horseman asshole that we us. We don't appreciate Ric Flair for being the good guy that he was and at the end of his run. We don't care about that. We loved you when you were bad. When you smack people with rings in your fingers and stuff just to be able to put the end it on their forehead. That's when we liked you. Period. The heel is just as important as the face at the end of the day. And right now, Seth Rollins is right. It's not cool to be a face. But you gotta find a way to be a cool face. That's what that means. You mean gotta find a way to be cool. Period. And I you like can't it. just you can't be a white meat baby face. Like it, it, you know, you can't come off like the holy and holier than thou type. No. And think that's gonna get off. Like that's not gonna work. This is an eighties. You can't be eighties baby face. Eighties baby face. Okay. Funny, clever baby face. Cool, clever baby face. Cool, clever baby. That's all you gotta be. Cool and clever. Cool and clever always wins. As a face. Period. That's how it goes. Yeah. 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 Speaking of those guys, just Stone Cold Triple H, it just shows that like Cream always finds a way to the top. Oh yeah, brother! I did there, brother. Yeah. I honestly, I'm gonna be all jokes aside. I think WWE, I think Calvin ran out of uh, artificial boos and cheers because you notice a certain Hulk Hogan got booed out of the building at night too, and I was, I was there for that. And so with the so with the Roman thing, I think they were piping in the boobs. I think it was like probably what was happening. I'm pretty sure Roman was getting cheered. He totally did. We didn't like Joe said. That's why we need to watch it back to see if they've edited it and added some more booze to it. Because I think all three guys. Yeah, yeah. reaction. It was totally mixed mixed reaction from the crowd. So. That's, but, oh, that's, that's, that's what I forgot to mention. We know Cesaro and Roman got chemistry, so when that bell does hit and they do have that match eventually, it's going to be a good match. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised. The only thing I've been surprised about is, and maybe they visited that, revisited that too often, where I was disappointed was the time they randomly put Roman in the main event, main event of Backlash against Samoa Joe. And, like, that was that didn't hit at all, and it was crazy because they had like a good match on Raw when he hit the IC strap. Mm -hmm. So that was just weird. But uh, I, I think it's almost the time of the week for the uh, take out your shovels, ladies and gentlemen. Shovel, shovel, shovel. All right, you want me to set it off, man? Please do. I, I'm trying. I want to be nice this week, but I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I won't be. All right, all right. Uh, I'm, I, you know. WWE is a business just like any other company. 
Um, so I can't really just say this with venom and, and, and just uh, disdain. Disdain, but uh, we saw that they released several uh, wrestlers, personalities, whatever you want to call them. You know, some of them. I'll be honest. They were. They were. It was about due. They needed to not necessarily stop wrestling, but they definitely needed to part ways with uh, WWE and get like a fresh start, or just go somewhere where they can, um, you know, benefit from the fresh start and get get what they should get as far as just do. Uh, names like uh, Mickey James, names like Samoa Joe, uh, Billy Kay. I think uh, uh, Mojo Riley got released. Um, several others. Uh, Iconics, um, you know, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay uh, got released. Uh, it was it was several other people, but uh, the main ones to me that struck out, that stuck out, excuse me, was uh, Samoa Joe and uh, Mickey James. Now, you know, Mickey James, since she's been back, she hasn't really been used to the capacity that she could have been. You know, anytime she's anywhere but WWE, she's out there killing it. So I look forward to her after this uh, 90 Days is over to either link back up with a hubby over there in NWA or maybe uh, a, a run back to Impact again, or who knows, maybe AEW. But, um, you know, her, she should have been transitioning into a coach. I don't think she was one of the talents you should have let go, per se. You know, and she was one of the last of the, you know, it was the last of uh, ever, I guess, because none of the divas from her time are still wrestling or still active in WWE. Um, Samoa Joe, again, this is a person um, didn't reach his full potential on the main roster. He had some classic matches, some classic feuds, and a good title reign down in NXT. But overall on the main roster, outside of the, the Brock Lesnar match and the Roman match, like we mentioned, the feud with uh, AJ, uh, I can't really think of much else that stood out to me during Samoa Joe's uh, run on the main roster. So, shovel uh gotta gotta get the golden shovel, shine it up real nice, turn it sideways, and hit that dirt for uh, letting go of a Samoa Joe, letting go of a Mickey James, and letting go of an Iconics because the Iconics can go somewhere and kill it. They can develop. Billy Kay, we've said it on this show, has gotten better. You know, Peyton was getting better, so they're gonna be able to go somewhere, reunite and be prominent in their women division, wherever they land. So those three, you know, the rest, I, I can't really speak to the rest of them because some of them did need to go, but those, I would have kept those. No. Or do you want to go last? I, I want to go. I don't even think he's at the mic right now, so you might have to go and let him go last. All right. Here we go. Um, you can give the uh, golden shovel to some of the AEW wrestlers for being marks for themselves. Uh, I don't need you on TV. <laughs> I don't need you on TV acknowledging like your the awards the wrestling observer gave you. Um, it's just it's, it's yeah it's 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 just just go about your day. Just like you're putting on great programming, but then like when you do stuff like that, it's just like. I'm gonna pat myself on the back on television. Like, if you want to check that on your own time, that's cool. You know what? It's fine. Uh, but I don't need that acknowledged on television. Like, we we see the greatness that you're putting out there. We don't need you to tell us 
you know, what we should think or what was voted on, you know, because some people don't even care for wrestling or whatever, but for the people that look at that stuff, that's, we don't need it acknowledged twice, basically. That's part of that. And then secondly, the ratings thing, like stop being marks about ratings. Like you're going up against a brand, you were going up against a brand that was marketed as WWE's third tier brand. Uh, they don't have anywhere near the star power. So, I mean, and you weren't like you were killing it in the ratings type thing. Secondly, it's like your your company is one night of programming versus three night programming. Maybe people are tired of WWE because maybe if Raw is on Wednesdays as opposed to, you know, who's to say you would have won the rating war? Secondly, it's like when Sasha Banks and some of them went down there, if you remember, NXT was winning a decent amount of those weeks. So if they moved a Randy Orton or an AJ Styles, who's to say, you know, they wouldn't have been the ones, not not the gave up, so to speak, but like, you, you just can't pretend like we're, we're putting on this great show and we have to keep giving ourselves credit and we're going to trash the other company too because it's like, not all of them, because John Moss is going to recognize, I don't care. I'm just trying to do whatever I got to do, put in the best possible product. But for the people that do acknowledge it, and the ratings, they're constantly checking it, and all of that, it's just like, it's your top-tier roster going up against, in the terms of casual, for casual fans, against a AAA roster. So why don't be marked about it. That's my only challenge. Fuck both those. Fuck both those. I think those are both great, great golden shovels. Um, I think Tim already touched on the golden shovel with them. Everybody being released, uh, for that type of thing. I think my golden shovel is going to be a bit different. Um, although WrestleMania was a good product, uh, it's the same thing that happened with NXT. Time. Time constraints for matches for the pure wrestling fan. You give us Cesaro versus Seth. You let them wrestle for 13 minutes. And although the outcome was what we wanted, it is a good match, not a great match. You give us Oscar versus Rhea. You give us 17 minutes of Oscar and not the Oscar we want. And the match comes out the way you want it to go in his plan. My problem with WWE in general, so my golden shovel is going to WWE in general, is, is there restrictions on talent and what they can do in terms of what they can do outside of the ring with Twitch, for example, with some of their YouTube channels having to either shout or not shout out. Um, not shut out anything else other than that uh their inability to capitalize on anything outside wwe except for xavier woods who fought for his channel because he had mm -hmm. but then you don't give these guys the opportunity to actually shine on the show you mm -hmm. confine them to being able to do outside things that they enjoy that actually show their personality so we can actually get behind some of these people and then you don't push them. For example, Xavier Woods has a million subs on Up, Up, Down, Down. And every wrestler that goes on Up, Up, and Down, Down, you see their personality and you realize why you like, like that wrestler. For example, Oscar was on Up, Up, Down, Down or whatever. And that whole character that she does or whatever, she can speak fluent English or whatever. It's broken, but she can speak it. 
but they don't use her. They they make her do like, oh, nah, nah, nah. that's not how she speaks. But because you think it's supposed to be this way, you do it that way. And then you give her this shit gimmick that she had when she was with uh, Kari Sane or whatever. And you don't bring back old Oscar. You bring back pieces of it, but not the old Oscar. That's not what we want. That's not what we asked you for. Mm-hmm. You break up Redemption or whatever the fuck their name is, Retribution. And then you add them with the Hurt Business at the end of the night. We didn't want that. No one wanted that. I don't even know who this motherfucker with the dreads is. Somebody, who is that? Mate, that's Theo, uh, what's his name? Theo Madden. Theo Madden. What match? What match? Any match? Wait, what did you just call them? Redemption? Retribution. No, I'm not even... I'm not even best like correcting you. It's more of the lines of that's what it's going to take for the rest of their careers after that trash. After, gimmick. That's, after this gimmick, that's what's going to. It's going to take hella faith and hella heavenly grace. But it's going to take a lot of redemption to find their way. That help, good shit. Point to you again. <laughs> but that's my problem with WWE in general. They restrict people with personality because it's not the way they politically would want someone to be. For example, when I brought that Seth Rollins thing up, that was my setup for my golden shovel. In the shield, when they first got the shield together, Dean Ambrose was the personality, Roman was the muscle, and Dean was the wild card. But honestly, if you want me to be honest, Dean has always cut a good promo on WWE, but it's his way. It's not their way, it's his way. Seth had to learn how to cut good promos. Roman has to rely on Paul Heyman to really cut a quality promo. He's just now being himself. That is saying something about your system, about how you politic and how you conduct these wrestlers to be what you want them to be. Cesaro on Up Up Down is the funniest person I've ever, I've ever seen in my life because he cracked me the fuck up. Cesaro on WWE is bland and brought down because you're telling him to bring it down or pull it down, pull it in a notch because you don't believe him. Sami Zayn is a great fucking wrestler. And now you have him doing this conspiracy shit and have him and Kevin Owens giving you classic, ma- giving you good matches. Because for the pure wrestling fan, that's something we want to see because of what we see with Kevin C and El Generico. But we've seen that shit four years ago when the feud was supposed to be completely over. But you keep giving it back to us to keep us there. It's over with. Stop this shit. Reconduct how you want your actual faces and heels to be and go back to the idea ideology of attitude error there is no face there is no heel there's who you like who you don't like rebrand the way that you're branding some of your wrestlers that are purely talented in the ring the fact that ricochet is is like still on the fucking bench and not being used and alistair black is nowhere to be found and don't get me started on keith lee is a goddamn shame in itself. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are apparently being punished. Did you guys know that? They're being punished because they didn't want the Hurt Business to break up and they spoke up about it. So therefore they lost their match to the Viking Raiders who just came back. Who gives a fuck? I'm sorry, bro. Who gives a fuck about the Viking Raiders come back? Seriously, who gives a fuck? Hurry MVP spoke up on uh, uh, for them too. Right, but they're not getting punished because he's with the champion. He's the mouthpiece. And, and they right, and they can't. They can't get another MVP. They can't, right they can't another MVP because then you leave yeah. Bobby Lashley by himself. But the yeah. fact that Sid and Shelton Benjamin was like, listen, bro, we got more ideas. It's okay. We got this shit. 
and they didn't want to hear it. Now they're getting punished. So they got squashed by the Viking wave. That's stupid. That's the dumbest thing yeah. ever. I mean, yeah. no, like, nobody asked them to split them up. Nobody, nobody asked them to split them up. Nobody asked them. Nobody wanted that. It didn't even make any sense to even split them up in the first place. It's not like they were going out having terrible matches or no. I don't. I don't know. I just. It was the whole thing was weird. There's just no logic behind it. Every match they've had was a good match. I don't understand the logic. Every match they've had was a good match. They didn't have no botch match. They they faced Lucha House Party. Come on, bro. You gave the Lucha House Party. They made a decent match. You didn't give them good tag teams. Now you give them a good tag team. You let them go up for it in two minutes, and they look good for two minutes first in the beginning, and then they get squashed at the end by the Viking Raiders. And they're working back by. Listen, I like the Viking Raiders when they're the War Raiders. I, I like them when they were War Machine. I like those guys. So I'm sorry for saying who gives a fuck about Viking Raiders match. That's not what I really mean. I'm really saying let them have a good match. And if you're going to let them get squashed or whatever, do it appropriately. They just won the tag team championships and they had them for like a long period of time. Don't just get let them get squashed and that be the end of it. The fuck? No, I, I'm, you know, Joe, I'm going to actually say you were right when you said who gives a fuck about the Viking Raiders? Because at this moment in time, who gave a fuck about the Viking Raiders? Mm -hmm. There was no buildup. We didn't know they were coming back. We didn't know they were on the comeback trail, nor did we know they were having the match on Monday. They didn't even get an entrance. We just look up battle, Viking Raiders. Oh, okay. Well, and then on top of that, like, you took like one of the more serious tag teams in the history of NXT to get in the main roster. Now they're playing golf and basketball. It's just weird. It, it's, it don't make like, I'm not saying you can't do comedy angles at any point, but like, just it's, just, it's just weird. It's like you buried two of the more over tag teams from NXT and you call them up. I'm like, what was the point of even calling up the Street Profits and Viking Raiders just to do that weird? Like, you, you're not going to see stuff. The weirdest stuff you'll see is like on NXT is stuff that's still kind of funny, like with the way going up there. That was that, but it's that, like it's supposed to be like quirky and stuff, but like it's not burying them. Like, the Viking Raiders are this serious, badass tag team. Street Profits, okay, maybe that's in their wheelhouse, but even then, like, and and I get what, it. What does it do? Right, and you. It wasn't as hokey. Now, y'all tell me because y'all used to watch NXT a lot more than I did at the time when Street Profits were down there. What they doing now is super duper hokey. Now, yeah, and they promos back then when they had to go up against uh, a undisputed era, a War Raiders. Um, you name the tag team down there. Uh, um, what was their name? AOP. Like, I don't remember. I don't recall them being this hokey. No, they they weren't because if they were, they would have got booed out of the building. But it's NXT the is like, yeah, it's a Bruce thing, bro. It's so a Bruce. I, I I just I don't get it because okay, we can say it's a Bruce thing, it's a Vince thing, right? But these MFers knew. Back in the day, we had the Steiner Brothers. We had the Hart Foundation. We had tag teams that we cared about. You had Demolition. You had, you know, you, you rarely had the whole made-up tag team thing going on. But how do you go? Cal Calvin through? don't believe in tag team wrestling. But Calvin why, though, when there was such a big component of what you were building back in the day? like Because he, because he, because he sees pieces of what he can use from tag team wrestling. For example, the Hart Foundation and who? Bret Hart, the Rockers had who? Shawn Michaels. He sees pieces that he could use at single competition and just use that as a launching pad, for for example. I guarantee you, 
in five or six years, Montez Ford is going to be a big deal, and we're never going to hear about his tag team partner. And I said, and I didn't say his name on purpose or whatever, because that's what Vince, that's what Calvin is going to do. He's going to do it just like that. When he was right. a key component to the build, that man worked his ass off to get to where he is right now. He worked his tail off. He showed Montez Ford the ropes, period. Montez but I hope in five or six years, uh, Vince is not in charge. <laughs> but I pray that if that happens. Take, point taken. Yeah. That's all I got, bro. Sorry. I'm done now. No, it's all good. I, I just wanted to agree with you right there because you're absolutely right. Like, hell, we say in five to six years, it, it, it might be more like five to six months. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gonna have to come to down to a change. If your if your number one show isn't like doing well in ratings, and people are like, all right, bro, I am sick of it. Fear. Listen, people watch people who watch WWE and are not hardcore fans are hardcore fans go to AEW for a breath of fresh air. Hardcore fans either watch. AEW or they watch pieces of WWE because of the people they like. Again, I will use this to the day I die. Rico was North American Championship. He held it for a decent amount of time, whatever. Alistair mm-hmm. Black held the NXT Championship for a while, and he was freaking dope. Um, and then on top of that, Keith Lee was your double champion at NXT. And now you can't find anything for him or you're not utilizing him. Dominic Dajakovic had one of the more classic matches with um, Keith Lee at NXT TakeOver. Was that Portland? Mm -hmm. But you found a way to put him in weak-ass retribution. And now I'm assuming with the fucking Hurt Business or whatever at this point or whatever, you're telling me you can't tell Rico? You're telling me you can't send Rico to NXT and just have him wrestle, motherfuckers? Just wrestle! Not even, not even for like a viable feud. Just wrestle somebody. You telling me you can't send Alistair Black to NXT to just wrestle? Put them in feuds with some of these young up-and-comers and let and and cultivate your talent the way you did with Rock. You put him against somebody who had a little experience and was an up-and-comer, and then you let him learn the way you did with Stone Cold when you put him with Owen Hart. Bret Hart, uh, motherfucking me, Jake the Snake. You let them learn the rope so they can be a better talent. So that way, if you eat two years of you being a bad company, the next six or seven years of you are winning. I don't understand why you're changing the formula and just saying, I'm going to keep feeding you Roman for five years when he's not ready. I'm not going to give you Seth because he hurt. And I'm not going to trust Dean enough because Dean is the look that I want. That's stupid. Why, Calvin? Explain to me. The only thing I said was Bray Wyatt. Either commit to pushing him or push him aside. I'm tired of this. Exactly. Other Kenny, any other Kenny G? Come on now. It's too much. Why? Why? First off, the Fiend, the Fiend was white hot when he won the championship. White hot. Blue flame. Azula from Azula from motherfucking Avatar flame. Hot as fuck. You couldn't touch him. You have this weak match with him at Hell in a Cell, and he's still white hot. And who does he lose it to? Skinny like Goldberg. That's, that's, that tells you, tells you, man. Calvin got Calvin to gotta stop down. If you want to bring I mean, that- no, it's like, go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead, bro. I was going to say the, there was a reason behind that, but at the same time, the reason behind that was dumb because they were 
because the fans were still around at the time. So they basically they were trying to keep the backlash off Roman beating the Fiend. That's what it was. But once again, why do you have to keep going back to Roman? We don't. Why not send him to somewhere else? Send him to Raw then if you don't want him to beat the Fiend. Right. Listen, for a while, when for a while, when when you weren't sure with somebody, you put them in the mid card and let them do right. certain things. That's still a thing. Scorpio. Well, they could have just did that. Yeah. Right. Scorpio. Listen, Scorpio Sky is an amazing wrestler, but Cody was smart. Was like, listen. I'm going to put you in tag team with your homeboy, Impact. Get some personality from him. When you're ready, we're going to put you up at the main at the main event. That's smart. It makes sense. Some people can wrestle, bro. Some people are great at, for example, some people are great athletes but have no personality. All right? Some people are just great people, <coughs> no personality. All right? I use this I use this example all the time, whatever. Draymond is an above-average basketball player for the NBA standards, right? But he has an amazing personality. He talks a lot of trash. That's why we fuck with Draymond the way we do or whatever. Okay. Um, KD, Kevin Durant, has some sensitivity issues, but he's an above average athlete, like one of the top basketball players in the league right now or whatever. But you don't watch KD because his personality. You watch KD because of the pure love of basketball for the game. You watch Draymond and see who's going to talk shit and who's going to fight. It's just a difference. It's just a fundamental difference at that point or whatever. When we watch wrestling, we want to watch the pure wrestling shit too. But we do want a motherfucker that can talk. We do want that shit. Kevin Durant and Charlotte Flair. Kevin Durant and Charlotte Flair. Yes, Kevin Durant. (laughs) No, that's real shit. Yeah. He has hella talent, but like you got no personality whatsoever. No tall, tall as hell, talented as hell, but you don't got no personality whatsoever. Like not not a lot of And it's cool. Like like, right, because Charlotte, Charlotte can cut a promo. Like she can cut a like she can cut a promo, and I'm saying like she can get it done. I'm not saying like she's like one of the coldest pro- like promo like Becky Lynch. Oh God, promos for days, kicking ass, whooping your ass at promos, fucking you up on these promos all day. But like Charlotte, you know Charlotte, Charlotte came back with that Monday Night Raw promo with that shit where enjoy having the match without me in it. Okay, bye. Shit, fuck, you don't give a fuck. Right, you go twelve times. Like well, we're good, bro. Go away, shit. Like, why are you gonna be in championship title for you like every month? That's my whole thing. We don't need you every month. Like because she's the opportunity. That ain't that ain't that ain't the way for other women to get over. <laughs> v trigger! V trigger! By the way, people in WWE still doing thigh slaps, uh Calvin. You might want to check that video. <laughs> still doing the thigh slaps. You might want to check it. I'm stitching. I'm snitching till we get on there. I'm snitching till we get on the bus. Thigh, thigh slaps are the way to make an echo in the arena. Every time I point to it, every time. But it's, it's <laughs> but it's it's not the way to be believable. Yeah. There we go. That's all I got. That's all I got. We're gonna wrap the put a bow on this. Anybody got anything else? To, I feel like we covered everything. We covered everything. Yeah, we did. We did. Shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Black Street Wrestling. Shout out to Dirty Heels. Uh, shout out to Black Wrestling Alliance. Shout out to uh, Casey Lennox, just because he's Casey Lennox. Wow. Um, shout out to uh, AWWE, NXT, all those guys. Appreciate you guys. Swerve, all you guys, man. I'm just shouting you out just because when y'all see us and y'all want to interview us, you can say I shouted you out first. Awesome. There you go. Hey, I told the Dirty Hills, and there was some other little pod. They had a little, little uh, back and forth going on between each other, a little banter. And I told them, "Hey, man, 
I always know that I take wrestling. We want the smoke. We want the smoke. We want the smoke. All the wrestling smoke. I want all of it, bro. Yes, so y'all know. I got that. We want the smoke. Y'all, I'm just telling you right now. I got asthma. I don't want the smoke. Because then I'll find the way to a doctor. We want I want the smoke. I want I want all the smoke. Okay, that's my last. That's my last waypoint. There we go for today. We want all the smoke, bro. I want that. I want that. I want the We ready? So you know, it's all in good fun. You know, we we this wrestling community is 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 one big. You know, for the most part, you have a couple of dweebs in here, but for the most part, you know, the people that we've connected with since we've been doing the show have been great guys. You know, they're supporting. They're subscribing to each other's channels. We're subscribing to their channels, yeah. trying to, you know, make sure it's just so much content out here. You can't always hit every single piece. Uh, but, you know, as long as we're, you know, all supporting each other, I think that's a great thing. So, you know, kudos to all of y'all, man, for real. Oh, yeah. And to leave on a high slash funny go, I'm real talk, man. I'm going to use my stimulus money to try to get somebody on the show. And we're like, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what, uh, Vinnie Mac, Calvin Candy, you know, throwing at you since y'all can't make no money off these third party appearances, you know, sweep this under the rug. It's gonna be it's gonna be a gift on PayPal to friends and family. Look, man, look. <laughs> Listen, I have I wanna say I wanna say I wanna say something because I think I think I'm speaking for say this. We have no problem with um Calvin the cause cause Calvin's giving us a lot of great memories with Attitude Era, with some of the 80s wrestlers in terms of, we just love wrestling so much. That's the purest thing for us. So when it's not together or whatever, it, 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 we don't we don't like it, we're gonna come at you. Like it's gonna be some real shit when you don't like it. But him as a person, come on. We had African-American females main event. There's African-American male holding the uh, Intercontinental Championship as well as the WWE title. I mean, he obviously knows that they're prevalent and they're important to his game. African American uh, young ladies, the first ever NXT Women's Champion yeah. slash Tag Champion, who ever moved. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So he he obviously knows that that there's a vital piece to his brand or whatever. He he spoke volumes at this WrestleMania, which I do appreciate. So I am giving Calvin his flowers as well. Thank you for that, sir. We appreciate that. That's immense. That's that's immense progress. Thank you. Push me. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because that is progress. It's you know we're leaps and bounds almost away from how we were represented in wrestling before prior. You know what I mean? Uh, to have Bobby Lashley with that title, and you know, to have a Kofi before him with that title. And, and to see us a, a lot more prominent and not just having that glass ceiling like above our heads and saying, okay, this is as high as you can go, just the mid card. Right. It is it is pretty awesome to see that. Yeah, it is. It really is. I appreciate, I appreciate the that. If I ever get to see you, I'll shake your hand. But, there's always a but. Let's stop treating wrestling as a business all the time because i guarantee you you didn't get into the number one spot 
for treating it as a business all the time. You cared about it, you nurtured it, you loved it. You treated it like it was priority. And that's where we need to get back to with this. And I think it's people in place, they just aren't holding the ace card. You got trips right there. Trips know what he's doing. Right. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and say them guys that are in place don't know what they're doing. It's just they have to follow a certain agenda because business is, you know what I'm saying, dictating that agenda. And that's what's hurting the WWE product. Chris Pritchard knew what he was doing in the 80s. He don't know what he's doing right now. I don't care anybody. I don't care anybody. He probably has some good stuff in the 90s too. I don't know. Maybe some of his that I wear. I don't care. Right now, he's doing shit. Yep. But all right, that's all I got. Make sure y'all check out Broken Skull with, with Jericho if y'all haven't. Yep. All right. So make sure y'all check us out. Follow us, like, share, subscribe on NMG TV on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Hot Take Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Take. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, comment, send us some messages. You know, people, if you have, y'all want to collaborate, y'all want to do some interviews, any other wrestlers out there, Revive Pro, they took the initiative and they hit us up. So thank y'all once again. And uh, yeah, man, we're we going to get this thing uh, to y'all in a couple of days. And until then, it's not here. It's not there. All right. Hey! Thanks for listening to the Hot Take Wrestling Podcast. The Hot Take Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the NMG Network, a division of NMG Enterprises, LLC. Go real